0: This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to The Alpaca Tribe, the podcast for alpaca people. Do you feel like alpaca people? I hope so. And you need to know that you are very welcome here. Here's a quick shout-out to Carrie from Northern Michigan, a beautiful part of the world. Thanks so much for dropping me a line, and glad you're enjoying the podcast. Email Steve at alpacatribe.com, and there's a link on the website to easily send me a direct voicemail, If you want to do that, right from your browser, via a wonderful app called SpeakPipe. I'd love to hear from you. Shearing approaches here in the UK, and the girls have been telling me it's going to be soon. Please. Some sunbathing and some rolling with much purpose. They're starting to feel a bit more uncomfortable in the hot sun, which we are currently getting in bursts, but those bursts are getting longer and stronger but the nights are cold i'm tempted put that thought aside too soon to be safe i don't want to take all this lovely warm soft fleece off them only to have them stressed by being too cold it's a miserable look on an alpaca for sure and the shivering it's more of a a muscle ripple down their spine along the back this morning when i fed the girls i had to refill the water buckets Firstly, because they're more thirsty at the moment and we haven't had rain for a while. And secondly, because some of the girls got too hot and while cooling their heels, tipped the loose bucket over. I have a trough too, which is on a stand, but they do like the loose buckets for standing in. Or as Millie the Matriarch demonstrated in last week's video on the website, that's alpacatriumph.com, she loves to splash and sit in it, the bucket that is. She has amazing skills. If you haven't seen it, do take a look. It's a lot of fun. Shearing is a chore. Shearing is a chore, or at least certainly hard work. But it's also one of the most important times in the alpaca calendar. You do have one of those for yourself, do you? An alpaca calendar? The dates are variable, but the big picture helps you keep on top of everything. Fleece is the product of alpacas. Alpacas are kept as companion animals and breeding stock for sure, but their prime function and output is fleece. And there is nothing quite like it. What are you going to use your alpaca fleece for? There are lots of directions to go, but on this occasion, let's talk felt. We all know what felt is, but most of what we see is going to be from sheep's wool rather than alpaca. There are two ways of creating felt with some subdivisions – either wet felting or needle felting. If we run through needle felting first, this shouldn't take too long because I don't have that much experience of it. So how does felting work? Well, it's the fibres joining together. They're catching hold of each other and some fibre has particular scales. You look at hair, human hair or other animal hairs or wool, and there are definite scales on the structure of the outside of each of the fibres. Alpaca fibre is smoother and the centre of the fibre is hollow which is what makes it so light and great for insulation. It's also very fine, generally much finer than sheep's wool. With needle felting, you push the needle through the fibres and the process of doing that is like a stabbing motion. Click, 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 over and over. It links the fibres together, pushes them into each other and they start catching. And the way you do this so they tell me is you have a piece of foam which you put on well often it's on your lap or your leg and then you stab through the fiber into the foam Hmm. and it kind of all links together and it sounds wonderful however it also sounds a bit dangerous to me i don't like the idea of stabbing a needle towards my leg even if the foam is quite thick would it be thick enough so you just need to be aware of these things do it carefully watch some videos and talk to someone who knows how to do it, and follow the instructions. So that's all fairly straightforward. Now, the great thing about needle felting is you can create things with it because you can actually shape 3D models, 3D shapes out of it. You're building it up slowly, and rather than just a flat piece of felt, which is what we're more familiar with, you can actually build it up and create a 3D shape. It can be a little, or it could be a little alpaca, but it could be a little teddy bear or a ...a brooch or a... all kinds of things. Now you can do quite large if you've got the time and the patience for it... ...but it's generally smaller items. So you can make these small things for hanging on Christmas trees, for example... ...or it could be... well, whatever. Being able to play with it and generate something and sculpt it almost... ...it's quite an attractive process. It's an interesting thought. And you've got all your natural colours to work with. Well, OK, so that's the theory... And that's about as far as I can go. I think I still don't like the idea of stabbing myself, or at least using the needle towards my leg. At the moment, this is a step too far. Perhaps I need to be brave and have a go one of these days. Now, if you've had a go and you've come up with something really nice, do let me know, send me a picture, and we'll include it in one of the future posts. That's needle felting. The other way of doing felting is to do wet felting, which has a similar principle the fibers coming together but the process as the name suggests is wet it's using water and soap along with the fiber that's been carded ideally cleaned although some of the cleaning does happen with the water and the soap so you need to card it and you lay it out interestingly i first came across wet felting at one of the alpaca shows and there was a little workshop happening i think it was the alpaca futurity actually and there was a little workshop happening And it was absolutely fantastic. I so enjoyed the time. And it went so fast. And we talked about theory. We had some demonstrations. And then we got to have a go. And the magic of fleece turning into felt under your fingers. It's amazing. You need to have a go and experience that for yourself. There's nothing quite like it. In fact, I've still got a little piece that I made. And it was actually merino wool we started learning with because it's easier it has more scales that I was talking about earlier and it catches better and it's easier to begin to learn to felt than using alpaca fiber which tends to be a lot more fine and smoother and just takes a little bit longer but it works really well still get the understanding of the process before you go back to your alpaca fiber and away you go so we had these pieces and some of it was dyed and we mixed the colors and it was just really lovely a little bit of soap, a little bit of water, and you rub it. Often you use something over it to stop it moving around too much, but allow the pressure of your hand to come through. So, in fact, bubble wrap is really great for that. Who knew? So the bubble wrap goes over the top, and then you can work over the top of that, a little bit of water, a little bit of soap. And you worked it through, and it helps all these things come together. If you're familiar with washing woolen garments, you sometimes get those little lumps of the fluff that's come together and you get a little lump of it left in the washing machine or tucked into the the seal or something. And that's felted. That's the kind of process that it's going through. Then it's the movement, the agitation, the water, the soap, and the heat of the water. All comes together, all locks into place. Well, it's not very useful. (laughs) These little bits, you can't do anything with those, but it gives you an idea of the process. So you lay things out, it needs to be close enough, and it also needs to mix the directions the fibres are going in. So, it, when it's worked, it it doesn't leave holes. I've made some nice lacy things that weren't intended to be lacy, and all the fibres then start to interlink, and you're starting to get somewhere. This is what's known as the pre felting stage. It's not quite felted, but it's starting to come together, starting to hold its structure, but it's still not very strong. You can pull it apart and all that kind of stuff. So, then you do a bit more agitation. So a bit more hard work with the, the fingers, it could be you roll it up and roll it backwards and forwards, all in bubble wrap, or it could be you can apply some warmer water, not hot water, but just warmer water, um, all of which helps to make the thing come together. When you're doing that kind of thing, you, you often need a bit more quantity. And if we're doing washing of the raw fleece, which we've got a drum carder, so, it processes quicker but so we tend to wash it we've done a bit by hand and that's a challenge <laughs> same principle if you agitate it you can end up with it felting when you weren't expecting it to and the washing machine is the same we use laundry bags so they've got very fine holes in them they don't let the fleece out but lets the water and the soap move in and out and on a really gentle wash low temperature and low agitation and it seems to work reasonably well now word of caution don't do this and say, Steve told me I could use my washing machine and then blame me when it all goes wrong and your machine is broken and all clogged up with lots of lovely fleece in the wrong places. Uh, it does need a bit of careful approaching <laughs> and if in doubt, don't do it. Obviously, you can get big machines, industrial machines, but we're not going to be doing that in all likelihood so it's washed and it's carded and then you're applying a bit of water and some soap the kind of soap well, something soft and gentle because you're going to have your hands in it a lot so we tend to use olive soap olive oil as a base in the soap and it's it's really nice and gentle on the hands and you can either use you just rub a bit on but that's a little bit rough sometimes so you can shave off some very fine flakes and then use that and just mix it in with a bit of water and uh, it cleans up beautifully. You get some white fleece out of those dirty animals that have been rolling in your <laughs> your dust baths here and there. So this bit that I made as a sample, well, it's it's a funny shape. It's not completely flat, it's a bit lumpy. And it's a bit thin here and there, but it's got lots of wonderful memories attached to it. Where that magic happened. And magic, it's the right word. It feels like it. You're working the, on the thing, you're moving it under your fingers, and it suddenly it just comes together and it produces this incredible piece of felt. So wonderful, but frustrating as well. If it ends up as a funny shaped piece that you're already going to put in the drawer and keep as a keepsake, you can't actually do anything much with it. However, the process was demonstrated, the proof of concept was there, and then you need to have a go. And you need to do it again. I need to practice, practice and learn the new skill. It's like all these things. You have to do enough of it to get reasonably good at it. But definitely, definitely have a go with wet felting. Be careful where you do it in terms of the surface of the table. It shouldn't be a wooden table that's going to be spoiled by water or indeed anything else that's going to be spoiled by water. And it needs to be a reasonable size piece of bubble wrap. You can play around. Have a, have a try, see what you get on with. So there are lots of places on various websites with information, including YouTube, and it's just an amazing experience. There are little workshops and things that happen around the place, but at the moment most of that's going to be online. So just have a look around and see what you can find and then have a go at felting. It's really good and you can scale it up. And in fact, we've got a machine for doing that, which we bought from Australia. Well, not quite. We didn't buy it from Australia. It came from Australia. We bought it from somebody down the road. And that really helps with the larger pieces and taking the the kind of the quantity if you're going to do it in a, a bigger scale. So that's wet felting. Lots of skills to learn. You get the basics, then you build on them. And then you can go anywhere you want, really. There are lots of creative possibilities. Now, a related type of felting to that it's called Nuno felting N-U-N-O Nuno or Nuno felting which is working with a piece of material and the fibre and the fibre then goes through the weave of the material so it's not going to be a close woven material but something that's quite open it could be something like silk raw silk scarf something like that and it actually goes through and then you end up with this combined thing of the structure of the material plus the fibre going through absolutely incredible the kind of things that people have made with this. And I'll show you some links in the show notes and on the website. You wouldn't believe the kind of stuff. It's just absolutely wonderful. And there are some, some good books out there showing the kind of things to do and how to do them. Possibilities are endless. But as <laughs> always with these things, you kind of have to start simple and start small. But have a go and hopefully you enjoy that so much. That's wet felting, is one of the things you can do with the fiber. And then obviously there are things with hand spinning, drop spinning, or with a wheel. And other things you can do with the yarn, such as the the knitting and the crocheting, etc. So many different things that are possible. Quick introduction there to felting. And one option for your fibre, which you're going to be harvesting soon from doing the shearing. Which is just around the corner here in the UK. Probably a different time if you're on the other side of the world. Shout out to Rita. And... I'm looking at the clouds today and thinking, oh, it's a good job that they weren't sheared yesterday. Not so warm today. It's still a bit early. But in all your preparations for shearing, I hope it goes well and we'll speak to you again soon. And if you can, go spend some time with an alpaca and also have a go at wet felting. Bye for now.